All right, welcome back, everybody. Janet, we have new theme music again. Yeah. How exciting is I this? Love it. This is it's like every podcast. But <laughs> all right, so I'm so excited that before we talk about anything, I want to do the opening because I'm afraid if I don't, we're never going to do an opening. No. So I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna hop in. There's so much to talk about. I'm really excited. Um, thank you for coming back to the My Music, My Concerts, and My Life podcast. The podcast that name is way too long to keep pronouncing every podcast. Uh, the music blog that changes lives one band at a time. My name is Fran Chismar, the founder of My Music, My Concerts, My Life. And as always, I'm your host. Uh, welcome back, Janet Steiner, our co-host. Welcome, welcome. And I feel like a little kid. So our, our lead in mu- music or intro music is <clears throat> courtesy of Philly Favorites Andorra. And we're fortunate to have members of Andorra here with us. So we have Kevin McCall, lead singer and guitarist. <laughs> and Michael Trichecki, bassist. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. This is so awesome yeah. for us. Thanks. So Thanks I, feel, I, I really feel like a little kid. Like I'm like all excited. Like I think I have goosebumps. I am a horrible kid. That's why we get along. <laughs> so thank you for being here. But before we start, Janet has been asking me for podcast after podcast to do her a favor and listen to a song don't pass me by did you actually listen to it we all listened to it Shut up. how do you like that so we can actually have a conversation okay so i listened to it and i agree so <laughs> why don't you say what song it is and why did we ever discuss you just why? said the song all right you ruined it but what fine why I don't, honestly i don't remember what brought it up I absolutely I, don't remember, but all I said was that you needed to listen to this song and tell me that it wasn't written from a dog's perspective. Anyone who has ever had a dog, you listen to this song, this is what your dog is thinking every time you go out. I'd say 90% of it, yes, but there's parts of it that's not like, well, like oh, that's... Yeah, maybe, obviously. Maybe. Yeah, the part about being like, like your head comes off when you're in the car crash and stuff like that. Yeah, that was... But, you know, your I'm dog just, might worry. Yeah, he might think that. You know, yeah, he might possible. be like, oh, man, I was in that car that one yeah. time. What would happen if it crashed? Yeah. That's oh, true. It's like Wilfred. You don't know. You know that show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. But it's... I think for the most part, either that or he had... He was dating women that treated him like a dog. Possibly. That's... It could be, but it's adorable. It is. And but I just love Ringo Starr Kevin so much. Kevin actually did Google research... A little bit. On it. What? So there, <laughs> I wrote a, a three-page analysis paper on it. Okay. okay. Are there are there references? And uh, well, the is it in MLA theories, format? Yes. Like yes cited resources. Footnotes. Yep. Um, the only other thing that, like, people in general could possibly think that the song was about was um, Ringo's, like, his, I guess, since he was left out of like the writing process for yeah. a lot of Beatles tunes, now I'm they, gonna cry. They thought like a lot of people thought that was him writing about like, like I'm left out of. No, I like dog process. better because that yeah. makes me feel I, sad. I, I, I don't like want the Ringo. other theory. I don't want Ringo to be sad. <laughs> That's too much for he me. He couldn't to have bear. been that sad. Cause did, wait, did he write Octopus's Garden before or after? Before I, I don't think. know. Well, I think that's before. That was before because Don't Pass Me By is on the White Album. Okay. So I don't know. Octopus's Garden is such a fun song. <laughs> He wrote Yellow like, Submarine, too, right? I wanna, which was I wanna, before. Yeah. So maybe at that point, he was so for he Christmas, was doing his Dan Reynolds. For Christmas, <laughs> I got my daughter the Lego Yellow Submarine. Oh, you have to show me that. It is badass. She already put it together. Yeah, right, it's, I want to see it's it. It's in her <laughs> Is it filled right with Lego heads? Like just it's got Lego beetles. Yellow men. Oh, that's it's, awesome. It's that's freaking cool. adorable. It's, oh, I can't it's wait It's way cuter it. than I thought it would be. Like, I thought it was going to be awesome. It's It's 
beyond my Well, because it's Beatles and Lego, I think they probably had to at least live up to a certain yeah. expectation. Like, yeah, they couldn't have it. It's fantastic. It's really good. All right, afterwards, I have to see this. Yeah. I'm not leaving without seeing it. <laughs> All right, so I know originally I had tasked you with changing the name of the podcast, which I don't think is possible because it's already branded. I think if you... Because I know you mentioned to me prior to this mm-hmm. the, the pizza and music podcast, but it would yes. have to be the My Music, My Concerts, My Life, or the pizza and beer or pizza and music podcast presented by <laughs> like or just, all right i mean i have a list i don't think i want to hear it i, I don't give a shit <laughs> i'm gonna read it anyway <laughs> so there's name that podcast i don't like that i don't care there's actually probably <laughs> probably my favorite rock paper scissors podcast <laughs> i i don't mind that that's okay. not bad the podcast that shall not be named yeah but it's these are all you very meta. Yeah, but yeah. you don't know it's about music. This, is, this isn't a regular podcast. It's a cool podcast. Oh, I do like that one. Podcast for the musically obsessed yet socially inept. Ooh, I like how you tied in with my tagline. I like that. Yeah, but they're yeah. longer than... Yeah, I it's know. way That's longer. True. You didn't really do your job. I am Jack's music podcast. Ooh, that wins. <laughs> that wins. <laughs> I am a huge Fight Club fan. Best <laughs> favorite movie of all time. All right, so we gave you a new task. Which you know about. What? You know about it. So did you come up did with you? your list of female? Oh. All right. So what you guys <laughs> missed was <laughs> our friend Angela had tweeted a tweet that said life goals. And then it was meet Vance Joy, check, meet Andrew McMahon, check, meet Brandon Flowers, not yet. So, and she had this whole list of people that she, musically, she wanted to meet that she has or hasn't. So I responded back and said, my life goal is to sleep with at least one female recording artist and i'm not picky and and janet's not on twitter and i could hear like challenge accepted <laughs> so she was like i'm gonna make you regret for, so, like first of all she's not on twitter like how can you not be on you miss everything i can't no I can't you can't there's either. too I'm much information oh. it's too much yeah, i would I'm hurt people i know you are I'm if, if i were guy. but most of the conversations happen on twitter like you're on yeah. facebook but it's it's our stupid high school friends. Sorry, stupid high school friends. No, but they're they're good conversations, and you would be compl- <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm gonna say, hey, stupid friends, listen hey, in. Hey, it's me again. <laughs> but you, a lot hey, of hey, Patrick, it's me again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but so many of the important conversations, like this whole. This not an important conversation. Oh, this is important. This is not world changing. You're, so, you're not solving world hunger or curing so, cancer on Twitter. Uh, it's I'm more important. You. More important. Well, you know what though? I, what I like about Twitter is that it's instant, and like, I think that's how you and I yep, got in touch is. with each other. Like, it's so quick, and it's like, oh, look and at all my be, new best friends. It and, could be ten and fifteen people yeah. in a conversation. It's just like boom, boom, yeah. boom. It's over. And as opposed to like yeah. Facebook, where I feel like you really have to plan out and map out what you say, whether it's your own post or yeah. it's like a, a band post, like this can just be like whatever's on my mind and like I'm just I saying like and, videos, and it's short and sweet. I like videos of cute animals and people falling down yeah. and Facebook They have those on, that, so. they have those. There. And I know you love Ed's gift because Ed's on top oh with Oh my God, he best. is the king of He's better on Twitter. You're missing his whole Twitter gift game. But I'm not missing it. You're missing it. I'm so, not seeing it. So, it doesn't so mean anyway, that I'm missing it. <laughs> so, we have a game that we're going to do at the end. Okay. And Janet will explain it when we get there. But she came up with a list of female recording artists that... I'm going to make Fran regret 
making yes, that please, comment. Please. And then my work was so excited about this that they came up with a list of female recording artists and, uh, and printed it? photos. So when we play the game, you can open it. But you can see it has your name on it. It's sealed. It's You can't, can't, see, through can't see through it. Like They, they prepare. know you. They do know me. Like, so. look, it's the original wax seal unbroken. Yeah. So, so we're going to do that. But more importantly, we have Andorra here, so I want to... You know, this show is all about you. So we had the opportunity. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> we had the opportunity to see you play live on December 30th. Yeah. And it was five Philly bands. Um, you, Daddy Lap, Resilient, The Great Enough, and... Saint Slumber. Saint Slumber. Who I re- I had never heard of them before. And as soon as they came on, I was like, wow, who are these guys? Yeah. Because I actually listened to them afterwards, but like the live set much better than yeah. the recordings. Okay. So, but... We got to see you, and I was completely blown away. This was our first time. Yeah, thank you. So, um, now, Janet and I disagree. We were trying to classify your music, and we disagree. Janet said alternative. I said rock. Um, my actual comment was, it it drips a bluesy bar rock. Uh, and very raw. So... That sounds like clean up in aisle seven. Oh come on! Stop Just using words you didn't like say... drips. But that was how I talk. <laughs> I didn't say moist. Drips. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how would you, how would you describe your sound? Like if you had to class, I know that's difficult. Yeah. Um, the easy one up is just to say alternative yeah, rock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that's what I was thinking. Right. I think alternative sort of is broad enough to be like to describe her sound because. If you have listened to the record, it's yeah. sort of like a, uh, I don't know, it's like, songs vary in, in genre. It's sort it, of like a blend of hard rock, and mm-hmm. sometimes we explore little Latin grooves and such, so. Um, yeah, I seem yeah. to remember something that was almost um, kind of got a reggae feel to it. Yeah, we, there's a lot that. of experimenting on the record. I think, like, at the end of the day, in the center of everything, it's still a rock band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's tough to classify it in one genre too, and I agree. And and I was gonna mention this later, but the, am I correct? The album was two EPs that you made. So the album is called "What You Want It, What You Got," and was that two EPs like "What You Want It"? Correct. And yeah. Then, so okay. Uh, man, at this point, we've kind of we're like past the point of like thinking about the record. So like it's just been so long since we've had to like yeah. think about it and talk about it. But I think it took over like a year and a half to like finally put together and it was like a two-year project yeah. okay and it was so, taking such a long time yeah. to release so we phased it out because we were um like halfway through it and we wanted to put new music out because we've been mm-hmm. talking about recording for so long okay so we decided to phase it out and release what we had at the time and then keep working and then release some more and then when the final album was finished we put those two eps together with two extra songs that weren't released previously okay so and i don't know what the track listing was but what i thought was interesting like first listen through for me habits stood out like that was by okay. far like all right that's my favorite cool so then and brother kind of stood out for me okay um but then the more i listened to it like four corners and uh let me look real fast because i wrote it down four corners and then then i liked a bad taste uh then in limbo and it's kind of like every listen through i kind of focused on a different song and i thought it was interesting like because i think brother and can't run forever really show like a depth and a change of what you're capable of as a band yeah. and I thought that was interesting that was at those two were at the end 
Like, because at the, the beginning of the album, it seems more of like a rock album to me, yeah. and then it kind of varies. It, but it's strong, and it flows really well. I had that feeling as well. Like, when it got to the end, I was like, it was almost like, okay, now wait till next time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. just because you really... To be continued. <laughs> yeah. So what, what were the two songs that weren't on the EPs? That was String Me Along okay. and the opener called Hunting Season. Okay. All right. Awesome, which I loved, which is mm -hmm. definitely, like flat out rock yeah, in my opinion totally. like yeah. I could easily hear your music on 104.5 or I could hear it on an MMR right. like to me it fits both of those molds yeah. uh, but which is a good space to be in yeah, you know because then it, it, there's certainly more I think opportunity and, and more avenues for you to sort of okay yeah. you know let's 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 get some airplay and and finding those fans and, and folks that yeah. flock you know and gravitate towards yeah. that sound now there's definitely albums I listen to once and they don't hit me uh, and there's once where I, I get a song and I'm like, that's going to be it. But And I'm not just saying this because I was listening in preparation for this, but your album's on, on pretty constant rotation for me. Like, yeah. even my work kind of knows that I, I saw one of them singing along to one of your songs. So it's, wow. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's one of those albums that the more I listen to it, like, it's not, it's an album at this yeah. point. It's not singles. Yeah. It's, yeah. I listen to it as a whole. And, so. and over the course of the time that we were like sitting on this stuff and and planning to record we sort of really wanted to make that known because mm -hmm. the amount of time that passed by when we weren't putting this stuff out um, we just had so much time to overthink it and um, there's also just the like the possible idea that like it wouldn't connect in the way that you yeah. are saying it yeah. did um, especially with the separate EP releases like yeah. it it was like troubling to me that it would be like oh this is just a singles parade of, of, of yeah. songs and I really wanted it to be like well connected and they're both strong like as a whole together. it flows yeah mm -hmm. I thought yeah. you mm -hmm. agree yeah it tells a story you put a lot of time into that which and like, yeah and I and I think you know when like there's so many bands that when they put out a record it's just a whole bunch of haphazard stuff like look you know they, they either go with look at all the stuff we can do you know what I mean and throw it all into one piece and and see what sticks and 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 but you know like what what you need to have really is this is the story of this album you right. know what I mean yeah. and like where's it coming from and yeah. what's the thread what's the through line what's connecting all yeah. this stuff together and I actually had this conversation with Jesse last night before the show and I was saying that some bands get really lucky and their best song is the first song they've written. Uh, and my example was The Neighborhood. They wrote Sweater Song first. Yeah. That was, you know, and that album to me is a really good album. It's consistent, but then after that, it drops off. I, yeah. I don't care I anymore. I really I don't agree. care anymore. Um, because they didn't have to work at it. They didn't have to build that craft. It kind yeah. of fell, fell on their laps for the first instance. And I think when you have to work at it and build at it, it means something meaningful. Like Dave Grohl had 200 songs before before he did his first album yeah. so it's you, you work that craft and, and you can tell bones. that but then again the yeah. Ramones didn't put a whole heck of a lot of they played 200 songs per set <laughs> yeah. 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 oh I know I saw them <laughs> they played every song 20 times faster yeah. than the normal recorded version Definitely. but they fit them all in yeah. <laughs> now this this was your second album correct yes how do you think that your sound has changed from the first album to the second album or um, grown well, not so much changed but grown going back to the idea of the overarching motif of this record, um, there is definitely um, a theme constantly throughout. Okay. And that theme to us was 
um, your home and what that means to you, um, what that means to you as a person moving away from said home mm-hmm. and um, being on your own and living independently from mom and dad and stuff like that. And um, that was something that we all sort of encountered um, during that two-year time period when we were um, leaving home because, yeah. you know, we moved out, we went to college, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. So um, that was sort of the the general theme of the record. And um, we didn't have that with the first album. Okay. Um, and um, it was important to me to write that because it was something that I was feeling. Um, specifically, songs like In Limbo um, really hit hard for me because um, for some time, like it feels like you're in limbo, yeah. living between two homes, going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I ever wrote a song like that um, prior to this record, and, and that's what was important. And, and I think that kind of storytelling is more meaningful to me rather than just like, hey, here's a cool story, or right. this is a, you know, about a, a girl or something like right. that. I'm not saying that those arcs aren't good, but I tend to like that songwriter type genre where they're totally. being honest with yeah. what they have to say and it's personal experiences. Yeah. I connect much more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you you feel about that, but it's to me that's where I I tend to gravitate. Yeah. So this album really like sinks in for right. me. And and I've always I've never really considered myself a guitar player or a singer. I've always primarily considered myself a songwriter first yeah. because I mean humbly I like the I don't think I'm great at either of those things, but um, if you give me enough time with a pen and paper, I can write the best version of a song I can possibly. Even if it takes two years, like that's the best product I can give you. And that speaks to like some of my influences that aren't necessarily as obvious as like hard rock bands that we yeah. sound like. But like Bob Dylan and you know Young, Tom Petty, all of those have been some of my favorite songwriters. So um, their songwriting is important to me as an influence. So I figured I have to show it, and, and I'd like to. And not all those songs yeah. are terribly complicated. You know, totally. it's, they yeah. don't have to be complicated to be a good song. It's yeah. it's the story that you're telling. And Dylan, I think, is a perfect example of yeah. that. Um, you know, and I, I tend to, like, some of my favorite artists are like Ryan Adams or Butch Walker or Elliot Smith, which yeah. are, they're telling that kind of heartfelt story. So now you, you kind of touched on one of the things that I was going to ask you about. So, I mean, as a band, you guys have had a ton of great things happen. You opened three birthday parties. Yeah. The 8th, 9th, and 10th. Um you played last year's Winter John? Yes. Okay, and you've done block parties. And we did a block party with um, churches. And you guys are pretty much just out of college. Uh, I mean, sort of out of college. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah we're yeah. still in school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I mean, semester. you're young. I mean, that's yeah. that's impressive at this point yeah. in your career already. Well, we've peaked. No. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're just getting started. You're just getting started. No, but... It, but you you got to experience some great bands. Like, did you get to meet any of the, like, the Lumineers or Al King or any of those people before? Uh, or it, was it limited? Yeah, it was kind of limited. Like, our buddy Tyler fist bumped Hozier once. Like, okay. he's always like, yeah, yeah fist bumped Hozier. Like, <laughs> Never washing these yeah. bottles again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, when we're backstage at those shows, we're among professional peers. Yeah. So we're yeah. not going to bother them like fans. It's yeah. more just like, hey, hey what's up? Yeah. I'm going to go get some food. Yeah. Yeah. But that's tough because I'm sure it's. It's on some for level, you. you want yeah, I want because a fanboy all the time. Yeah. Exactly. I did it once, once at. Do you know the band The Church? Uh, no, no. All right, either. so '80s band. Their their big song was Under the Milky Way. So, okay. but they they're still together. They've had like 23 albums out, and I got to go backstage like three years ago and meet them, 
And I'm like, you're not going to fanboy. You're not going to ask for an autograph. You're not going to ask for a picture. And then I left. I was like, damn it. Why did I do that? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I wish I could have asked. They would have. Totally. You know, I, I sat backstage with uh, Marty Wilson Piper talking about vinyl collections, which was awesome. And I'm glad I did it. But You know, it was funny. I had read, it wasn't an interview, but just some sort of little soundbite kind of thing with uh, Lenny Kravitz. And he was talking about fans and like people coming up and being like, Oh, can I get a picture? Oh, can I get an autograph? And like, he won't do that. But, you know, he, he'll talk to them and he'll right. say, Hey, you know, okay, what's your name? You know, and they sit there and then like at the end, they'll be like, Oh, can I, can I just get a selfie? And he's like, I don't understand that. Like, we just had this real moment right. together yeah. and we just connected cool as too. humans, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, whatever yeah. Lenny Kravitz wants to say, I'm just going to say, okay, yeah. fine. That's fine. Yep. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, I'd be, I wouldn't be able to get the words out to say, can I have a picture? Right. Or whatever. Well, you heard the one interview I did. I, I interviewed the lead singer of a band, Citizen Zero, out of uh, Michigan. And we were talking about people that we've met. And I was talking about meeting Chad Smith and his wife. And I was like, oh, you know, they're just people. It's probably one of the most normal conversations she had that day. And he goes, trust me, it was probably the least normal conversation yeah, yeah. she had that day. It was they're people. Pro- they have normal conversations. Yeah, they have, they have they normal conversations. They go to the grocery store. <laughs> Dave Grohl, yeah. doesn't he do- drive like a van or something yeah. like that? And he was like just he in Michael's, like a- you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's awesome. I hate Michael's. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hate that story. Oh, I love that <laughs> But yeah, you're right. They're real people. But it's for me, it's hard not to fanboy yeah. being a fan. Yeah. But it, I guess in your position, being a professional as well, yeah, it's 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 a little bit because yeah, so. like you know when you know Brandon Flowers from The Killers being like those annoying guys in that one <laughs> thing. Yeah, who like, are those kids? They were like... so annoying. Like, <laughs> yeah. and you don't want to have that kind of reputation. No, you want them to say, hey, why don't you guys open for us on the totally. next tour? Yeah. You know, yeah. so I I completely get it. Yeah. So. <laughs> 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 What? I, I, I like how you had that question about fanboy. Like, like since that's totally you. That's, that's, oh, that's, that's totally me. That's, are that's you guys fanboys? Yeah, are you? Because there's just no. Me? no, it's no. just you. Yeah. Fine, it's me. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> but like, I'm just trying to picture Fran in that situation. Oh, it'd be where where you know you're in a band and and, and yeah and like five minutes later like can we do something about this guy? Does he have to be here? Yeah, <laughs> I'm forever the annoying little brother. Like that, it will be. I'll be like, come on, do something, please. Can it's you? A crap. Can you get this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I work hard on that. Um, so how did you, as a band, how long have you guys been a band? Like, how long does it go back? A while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our, uh, like, year of, like, establishment, I guess, like, is 2010. EST. Yeah, EST. Okay. Like, we had t-shirt designs. Because, okay, this isn't, like, a... a um, like a call out or like yeah. dissing anybody, but there was a band that came around called Andross. Okay. And uh, for a long time, our logo was this elephant because of our song Elephants. Okay. And uh, their name is Andross. They were kind of using the same font. Oh. And then they also used an elephant for their design. Oh. So it was like, we should just kind of like do like an EST 2010 just so people yeah. know we came first. Yeah. Um, and we met those guys and they're awesome. They're, they're super okay. cool. And we always Completely coincidental. Yeah, yeah, it was totally on accident. But like, we just say that and do the EST thing because yeah, yeah, know, we just need to, I guess. Um, but Basically, it started between Kevin and our drummer Jordan when okay. they were in high school. And um, they cycled through lead guitar players and bassists pretty frequently until just a couple of years ago when Dante and I joined the band. And then 
this has been the most consistent lineup so far. Okay. It's it's always been between the two of them, and then now it's kind of a consistent thing between four people. Yeah. yeah. And I gotta say, you are a highly proficient bassist. <laughs> Thank like, you. It's like seriously. Yeah. Finally, oh, somebody <laughs> said it. <laughs> 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 and there was no money exchanged here or yeah. anything like wow. that. But really, like, you know, like I love bass lines. I love solid bass lines. Like, to me, like, I always felt like Peter Hook and New Order were, like, well ahead of their time because, you know, the bass wasn't just this background sort of pulse kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can hear you use a lot of, of melody, you know what I mean, in, in the bass playing. And I love that. I'm just, yeah. like, I, I really, really enjoy that when you when when it's not just, oh, well, we need to have a bass player. You know what I mean? Like, it's so fully integrated into the rest of the song, and it just... It, I, I think it's awesome. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Kudos. <laughs> um, so how did the band name come about? Uh, and I want to talk. I want to. We're going to talk about Dante. Okay. So, but we're gonna. <laughs> so, <laughs> but okay. We'll we'll go back to okay. that. But um, so during that time, that I guess we were in high school. Circa um, two thousand ten. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, we were <laughs> hanging with our buddy Bill Mathis. And he lives in the neighborhood of Andorra. Okay. Sort of by Roxborough. Okay, East Falls. gotcha. Um, and we had all these like really dumb band names. Uh, we went to Jordan. Like, and I went like to like Mouse Rat and Scarecrow Boat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Do you know that reference? Yeah, Mouse Rat. Well, Mouse Rats from Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm obsessed with right. show at the moment. And, and not to call yeah. out or make. Fun. All right, so the, the <laughs> band name Daddy Lap drives Janet crazy. Really? Like, sorry. Sorry, Daddy yeah. Lap. But like, it just feels creepy to me. I get this image of old men and chasing after young <laughs> okay. girls, and I don't like that. It really. But if there's a different thing that I should be thinking about, please let me know because I need to erase that image from my head. So, yes, Maybe. I started referring to them as Scarecrow, but... Uh, okay. <laughs> I, when I hear Daddy Lap, I get more of like a sexual kind of vibe. Yeah, I do too. Well, so I, I do, do just in a very creepy way. Okay. Well, <laughs> well I get it. you. Maybe I guess your hang up. Well, like in the whole daddy thing. Like it's just, oh. I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, but it could be, I think you just have hang ups. Well, I, I don't you don't call your lovers daddy? No. <laughs> <laughs> do you? I'm, I'm daddy. I'm daddy. Best <laughs> So, like, it goes back to the whole scarecrow boat. I got it. Okay. Three skin, well, five skin. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. But, but, yeah, so we were just not coming up with anything. Our first couple band names were, here you go, 21 Missed Calls Later. Okay. Life Spread. I like the 21 yeah. Missed Calls Later. I actually do like that. Okay. Life Spread. Life Spread. That sounds like a butter substitute. Yep, and that's what we thought. <laughs> so <laughs> much better. We, we were like, yeah, these are all really bad. And I think Jordan's dad even recommended Life Spread. And it was just, Life we went to grade spread. school and like okay. my time at grade school was horrible. This is like a random name generator that you No, that, that was <laughs> just something he was like, oh, I always really like that band name. Why don't you guys try it out? And we got made fun of and like, like probably the most embarrassing times of my life were in grade school. And and that was all when I was trying to put this music yeah. thing together. And just, in grade school? Well, wow. so Jordan and I were like jamming in grade school and it didn't really become serious until high school. Okay. Um, but I've known Jordan since then. I've known Michael since kindergarten. So like this kind of dates back pretty far. Yeah. Um, but um, 
we were hanging out with that guy and and we're like your neighborhood's kind of cool sounding like Andorra yeah. is not like a normal like no it's not for yeah. a city suburb so we're like all right well why don't we run with that and then I think it we is always a country though it is also a country but we always it had the intention that's why I wasn't sure like I was curious what the the reasoning yeah. was it well has... it's supposed to be like Philly a play on like, Philly yeah. sort of so but did you know that Andorra the country has the seventh highest alcohol consumption rate per capita in the world. Well, that's oh fitting. my god. Wait. <laughs> Wait. That's fitting for Why do you a band know that, that also dubs themselves the Booze Hound. Yeah, there you go. That's perfect. Yeah. Well, because it made me laugh because I looked it up and uh, because that's what I thought. I was like, it's not a country. And like yeah. I looked it up on you know Wikipedia and in one of the little, you know, in the Google search thing, one of the things that came up bizarrely enough was <laughs> Andorra has the seventh yeah. highest per capita. Well, so you're like you're just behind like um, oh I can't even remember like Romania okay. and Ukraine. That's <laughs> your buddy. <laughs> Speaking of the Yuki boy over there. <laughs> but uh, drinking is a sport. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, we get a lot of really weird messages and requests from people from Andorra, and I think it's near Spain, so yeah. they speak Spanish. So a lot of it is. I have to translate yeah. it and stuff, but it's like... It's actually Catalan, I think. Okay. Uh, whatever. Probably your problem. Yeah, you're sure. I researched it. James okay. really geeking me out you're, right now. Wow. That's what I do. You might be right. That's what I do. Um, I don't need to know any of this. But, but, uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just here's the most random shit for yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, I like random shit. <laughs> but yeah, like, we get, like, weird messages, like, come play our country one time. Come play our country! Yeah. <laughs> The whole country. Yeah. <laughs> All of it. One time, uh, one big stage. We got this write up from there. this like, this like EU battle of the bands kind of thing, really? and and they were like, who's going to represent Andorra in the battle of the bands <laughs> EU? And now and, and they're like, here's five possible substitutes. How about Andorra? They're from Philly, but they're banding the Andorra. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, we should sign you up for that. So that the Andorra be... population is seventy-seven thousand two hundred eighty-one. All right. So basically, That's a pretty big. Basically, what fits in the link, the Lincoln Financial Field, basically. Go. So well, we'll play the Lincoln Financial. Yeah, there you go. That's perfect. Yeah. We'll so one big country of Andorra over to come <laughs> watch. I like that. <laughs> so songwriting responsibilities. Is it primarily you? Is it a band? It's. Primarily between the two of us. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, um, what's your? Is it you're coming up with lyrics, or are you are you sitting down together? Or, like, what's your process? Um, it, it varies from okay. song to song. Um, a lot of the time, it's sort of something that I write on the acoustic guitar and kind of bring it to the band, and um, we'll I'll know right away if it's liked yeah. by all of us. Um, if it's going well, then, you know, we'll finish it and continue it and, um, everybody will kind of sprinkle their own parts and layer it the way they want to. Um, we're like an onion. We have layers. <laughs> so. Or parfait. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. Or so, ogres. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out there. But, uh, Somebody so yeah, like I'll it. come and bring the tune to the band and then, uh, Michael might have like a bass line to lay down on top okay. of it and. It varies, but that's so. Even though it may it start with you or, or the two of you, it's it's kind of a band process. Totally. To get yeah. So, at. do you think lyrics first or melody first? Um, well, I, I've never written a song lyrically first. That's sort of a challenge that I'll have for the next thing. Cause, um, are you writing new music? We are. Yeah, okay. we're in the All middle right. of it. Um, personally, right. it's like I 
I'm feeling like right now this is the best body of work that I've put out. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to um, get myself to the point where I'm comfortable enough again to like write and not worry about like okay. I have to beat what what you wanted, what you got. Like that was yeah. the I'm trying to get that, that out was of my, pinnacle, my yeah. mind, like blocked it right now. So, um, but yeah, it's coming along. Um, and again, that's sort of a little strategy I'm trying to do to, do to get myself out of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, but normally it's kind of a combination of lyrical ideas and, and the melody on the guitar or something like that. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. What was, the, do you know the, what's the Brian Eno thing like to get yourself working out of the box? It's like a random generator. So like an app. Yeah. And then you, and yeah, it's like, it's kind of like, um, like a, a card game and, and then they tell like you the, to like, write a song with the lights out or something yeah, like that. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of stuff like that. I mean, I have a couple books up there for, for fiction writing, you know, that, that is, um, writing prompt and it'll say okay so write about this and then you know write something or take something you've already written and reduce it by 250 words or add 250 words you know what i mean and so there's a lot of different things that you can that you can do to prompt that but then like how organic is it really when you're when you're using but that's what you do like janet edits all of my work for because the blog for me started out as writing reviews yeah and you really challenge me every piece, and that's the last one. It's like, all right, now expand on this. Mm-hmm. Like you have this expand, you know, double double the size of the article, which are good. They've been some of my best articles because you get lazy sometimes, yeah. and you're just like, this is what I want. Yeah. Frank but... gets lazy a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, even if it's like, even if it's a smaller idea, I had this songwriting class um, at school, and uh, one of the things that and you went University of Arts. Yeah, I go to okay. University of the okay. Arts. I am in a Program is called MBET. It's short for Music Business Entrepreneurial okay. Technology. Okay. We have like a couple of electives that we can take, but I took this songwriting workshop, and um, the teacher instructed to write a song or some portion of the song, uh, and started with the word "sincerely." And I was like, "Okay, and uh, let's try to okay. work with that." And um, I wrote "sincerely." You got the best of me, which was a line that I already kind of had written, but it was sort of in my back pocket, yeah. and I wanted to see if I could use it in another way. And then that got me thinking, like, how, what, what do you get the best of? Like, like what forms of, like, when is that brought up in regular conversation? So, like, the best of seven is what I thought immediately. Okay. And that led to me writing a song about baseball, kind of, to mm-hmm. an extent. Right. And, and, and um, those ideas were, like, baseball terminology used in a way to kind of, you know, talk about my feelings, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, but it was, like, a fun way to kind yeah. of get me yeah. to that point yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. using using baseball. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that about Sincerely. There's a 50s song called Sincerely, yeah. and that's basically, you know, the, the, the gist of the yeah. song. You know what I mean? They just repeat that throughout. Now, you've mentioned influences, like you've already thrown out Dylan and people like that. Um, who are you digging now? Like, who would you say is more of a modern-day influence for you? You want to start? <laughs> oh, boy. So, um, I think as a band, we listen to a lot of, like, Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, awesome. Their, uh, their new album over the summer we were obsessed with. Okay. And that's kind of informed some of the things we've been working on since. The thing with this band is, like, we all listen to really different types of music, and we kind of bring that to the table. And like okay. we were talking about earlier, like, you can hear so many different musical backgrounds and ideas on the album you really can yeah. and like that's something we kind of pride ourselves on i've been on a bit of like a blues bluegrass kick recently okay. 
which is like I don't know how much of it's gonna make its way to Andorra. <laughs> but, that could be fun. Yeah, I mean maybe if they let me. Man, but uh, if, you're in, if you're thinking bluegrass, there's an, a collaboration album. It's the Del McCurry Band and Steve Earle. Okay, cool. Which is one of the best bluegrass albums I've ever heard. Sweet. So if you get a chance, check that one yeah. out. So doing a lot of Punch Brothers lately. Okay, that's been all right. Very cool. That's been yeah. my jam. Queens of the Stone Age for me is one of those bands that I loved rated R so much that ever since then like i like each album less and less like the last okay, one i really, really liked was uh was it songs for lullaby that's uh, the one with little sister that was that oh, yeah yeah lullabies to paralyze yeah, la- yeah. lullabies to paralyze like and after that like i don't like them all as full albums yeah like so i have to dive back in i think lullabies to paralyze is probably at the bottom of of their best records like if yeah. out of all the records that's at yeah. the bottom for me um but i think we need to sort of Stare away from them for a little bit with the whole Hami kicking a photographer I, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just like, a... I like, let's let that die down for a little bit and then talk about it later. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, who, who else are you digging right now? Like, who else is in, like, obviously, you're saying, like, if you like someone that much that you, you're gonna, even it's if gonna it's not, your yeah, music it's gonna totally, inform. yeah, no. Um, I mean, for me, always been a huge Foo Fighters fan. Um, Modest that comes Mouse. across in your music, yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm like, oh, that's a Foo Fighters record. Like, that, that belongs to Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl rip. <laughs> not even that. I'm just saying, like, that belongs to the Foo Fighters yeah. song. Like, there's certain things that you hear in a song, you're like, that should be on this person's yeah. album, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and Minus Mouse is a bit more quirky. Com- totally, you know, yeah. Compared. Yeah. And, like, I like him more as a vocalist, too. Because, yeah. um, like, I've always sort of struggled being a vocalist to an extent, so um, him as a quirky vocalist is always, like, Okay, you don't have to be the greatest singer. You just kind of have to have some sort of the character. Style, yeah. So, but I think you're a good singer. Like, yeah. I, I was going to say, that's got to be an internal struggle. Because yeah. I don't hear it yeah. when I listen. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see it. And seeing you live, yeah. I didn't see I was going to say, that. it didn't come out in performance no. either, no. Well, was... sound was really good. I could hear myself pretty good that <laughs> night. So, I hope <laughs> There are shows where I, like, can't hear myself. And I'm like, and then, you know, I'll hear a video back or something. Like, oh, shit, that's not bad. Delete that. <laughs> Take that off your Snapchat like, right am now. Am I singing? <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Philly music scene. Um, and, and I'm really excited about the Philly music scene. And there's different layers since we're talking about layers. Because the, the first layer you have like War on Drugs and Dr. Dog. Mm-hmm. And, the districts? Yeah, the districts. And then I think you go down a little bit and you have like Beach Slang and Cheerleader and yeah. Cruiser and Marion Hill. And then like right below that, there's Andorra, there's Civil Youth, uh, The Great Enough, Daddy Lap, Mount Joy, that type of thing. Yeah. And I think that's really exciting. To me, it's a really exciting time in Philly yeah. because there's uh, bands on all levels of success right now and and even at every layer it's really good yeah. like the that show at, at Underground Arts was awesome I actually walked away from it going I'm not doing my job by going to enough Philly local shows yeah. I really felt that way I'm like yeah. I'm doing everyone in injustice by not being more involved in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not the only person to say that, too, so I'm glad yeah. that, that kind of came across. I'm doing across. everyone in No, justice. I mean, as someone that writes about music yeah, no, and living it. in Philly and not yeah. touching on that, yeah. I'm really not doing my job. The thing I liked I about it was everybody, every band was different. Like, everyone had their own... It wasn't just a night of, oh, this one sounded like the last band, and then the next yeah. band. It was not like that at all, and it was so much... It was There was something for everybody... And there were so many distinct sounds. Sounds and styles. Right. And I thought that that was so cool because sometimes, you know, you go to a particular place and everything kind of just blurs and meshes in together and everybody ends up sounding like each other because 
they're all yeah and it, it wasn't like time. that I mean, everyone was different and it mm-hmm. was all good yeah. and I walked away like wow like I need yeah. more of this just like, like five really good bands <laughs> like yeah. how often does that happen <laughs> yeah, yeah like, it you figure there's gonna be at least one throwaway and, and in know? an intimate setting to yeah. be like in a really good so now you put you guys put that together yes that in, yeah that's awesome yeah. Yeah, so is that like part of this whole music business thing in in like they kind of give you an idea yes yeah, so, so like there's a business side of the program sure. and there's a tech side i find myself more interested in a lot of the business aspects and that's of the a industry smart thing for a band yeah. to so um andor is kind of like the guinea pig of everything that i learned yeah. there i kind of just apply it back to of the band. um and didn't take a great booking class at uards but i've taken like really strong artist management courses mm-hmm. there, um, uh, copyright classes, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, not everything gets implemented back, I'm yeah. not huge on copyright, but like, um, you know, management and, and just sending emails, just kind of proper etiquette yeah. in, in that uh, regard, but like. And a lot of people don't have that. They have totally, back, yeah. they don't know how to conduct yeah. business. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like, um, booking is just something I like doing. I also book at the Great Room and the Barbary. Yeah. Um, I have, I get like a ton of messages a day, like not to, sound like snobbish or anything no, but, but that's part but of the, I, the I, there's so many we get a lot of requests we got a lot, a lot of show offers i get a lot of just hey can you help me book this i'm from nashville blah 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 um that's hard to keep up with it but um being in a band that can draw fairly well in philly kind of opens some doors so um when the opportunity came around be like hey like you want to play under around arts we all jumped at it and it was an awesome venue I've never been it until until band. that night, but it was like, yeah, that's off on the bucket list, so let's check it off and play it and put together a sweet bill and just do it. Awesome. Kind of off topic. I have a friend that is in a band, but they're based out of Austin, Texas. Do they they're need called, a show? They're called Hookah Hay. Well, <laughs> they, you know, and in, and, and in Austin, they'll they'll sell out a 1,000 thousand seat venue, yeah. but outside of Austin, no one knows yeah. who they are, so they went on tour and they came to Philly and they played the Bourbon and Branch. Yeah. And I can't remember who the band was, but there were, it was like a Philly band that had a big draw, so they were really excited. Well, the band canceled, and mm. I was the only person that showed up for the concert because yeah. they put out that they canceled the show, but they were still playing. Yeah. So it was they they played a killer set to me. It was yeah. the best thing ever. Yeah. But they're like, really? hey, we're on the road. We need to practice. Yeah. Shows like that home. are hard, especially for Philly bands. That's kind of how our show last night yeah. was. We played with a band from Nashville, and. Um, seemed like they were having issues just as is because traveling and yeah. all kinds of stuff yeah. but you have to think like show like on the underground art show everybody pulled at least 20 people each yeah. um certain bands pulled more than others but um like you're losing 20 heads in, in, a, in a room if you're not from the area right. so um yeah that band pulled me that was yeah exactly it. so, yeah, so you know like you have to think like sometimes you know you want to do people a favor, you hope that they can return the favor yeah. um, if you come up by their city in return. But, like, sometimes it's hard to, to help those bands out when you know it's going to be, like, a One thing, out. if you had, like, a show like you just did and they're the fifth band, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that it doesn't hurt as totally. much. yes, exactly. It's, totally. it's also got to be hard because I think so much of your, your um, concert-going population is under 21. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those are the folks that have the most disposable income. Yeah. And like when we were kids, I was at a show like, you know, four nights a week yeah. because you could, you know, they would. It they, was 10 bucks and right. it was all and ages. You'd, and... Go, you'd go to the Trocadero. Well, for those types of crowds now, for us, 
we have to go to them. Like, we have to go to Doylestown and play Siren Records to, to play to those kids. Because gotcha. they're it's sort of store, situated too. in their place right now. So, like, it's another thing for them to, you know, come and get dropped off at so Hunter you're, Ballard, hu- you're hustling, like yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's also hard to find 21, or not 21 plus shows for us. Yeah. Because most of the venues we play are bars or something yeah. like that. Exactly. That's, I was actually going to, yeah. I, I was going to ask if, is it hard to get? Philly, like how hard is it to, to keep the gigs going in Philly? I guess that's probably one of your biggest obstacles is because I think usually if it, for for a for a venue to book an all ages show because obviously you I know, mean they lose money right they, 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 yeah. where they're where they're making their money is mm-hmm. in drinks and stuff yeah. like mm-hmm. that so it's it's got to be you know it's got I guess there's probably just not a whole lot of spaces where you can have that yeah. separation of the bar, and then the rest yeah. of the venue. Well, weirdly enough, last night was an 18-plus show. Okay. Um, but still, we didn't have yeah. luck because it was the Eagles and, yeah. and that the was Killers were in town. Yeah. Yeah, Plus exactly. Dorothy. You know, it's, there yeah. was a lot of shows, totally. stuff going on in Philly. Um, but I think we've been doing a lot better with 21-plus shows now than we were when we were under, you know, yeah. underage. So uh, now that we're all 21, we don't have issues playing shows. Mm-hmm. We used to like have to sneak Michael in the shows because he was a baby and we couldn't play unless we lied and yeah. showed flake IDs and stuff like that. But, oh, that's um, so funny. You um, don't even think of that. No, you, you don't. You know what I mean? And sometimes people don't even ask. Like People just assume, like, oh, okay, you're old enough, you look old enough. Yeah. There's beers downstairs. I'm 18, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so with this band, we kind of started gigging in the city playing 21 plus yeah. shows all the time when we were like, 17 to 18 years old and like we were never really part of the uh the basement scene so much it was just we were getting gigs at like or leaves at the north star bar and sometimes it was like hey after you play you need to leave the premises or like (laughs) but we still got to play really cool places yeah Yeah. and those those both are great places yeah Yeah. and like that sort of also informed the booze hounds song and the uh, that idea just because we we had no other place to go but those bars and to sneak in and do that so mm-hmm. it's just kind of stuck and it's where you obviously go yeah. after the basement shows so yeah right what's your favorite philly venue to play what's out of all that you've played mm. i always my go-to is always great room okay i've um, never been there okay i've actually never been there well we're having a show there soon so all right what's maybe the date and the date be, the date uh it's up in the air so okay we'll all right to put okay. it together right. um uh but I turned 21 on that stage while playing that show that wow. night. So I was like, oh, All right. here's your first official beer. <laughs> All right, we'll be there. We will be there. Your very first so drink. That, and then I loved the Underground Arts. That was, that was awesome. That's a great venue. That's a cool yeah, place. Really, that is a cool I like, because the stage is low, yes. and you're definitely more intimate with the crowd that right. way. Yeah. But it's definitely got that punk feel. Yeah. It reminds me yeah. of City Gardens, where we used to go. Fran started out with the whole, oh, I'm going to stage dive. We got in there. Well, yeah. Jesse was like, you can stage dive. I'm like, I can't jump that high. <laughs> like, someone's going to have to pick me yeah. up and throw me. <laughs> But uh, how how supportive would you say that the Philadelphia music community is as a whole? Like, given all the bands that, that I just threw out there. Yeah, like, well, it's it's funny because um, when you were asking, like, about our influences yeah. and stuff like that, of course, like I said, the Foo Fighters, yada, yada, but um, a lot of my influences are also, like, Philly music artists, too. So, like, the Districts were, like, always one of my favorite bands. Um, uh, R.A. Jr., Resilient, Daddy Lap, like those are sort of my influences now. Um, and I guess the support that we've had 
um, through like the 104.5 events. It was yeah. a great like launching pad for us to kind of accumulate those fans over the course of the three years that we did those shows. Um, and that really helped us gather the fans so we can like, you know, take them and bring them to Johnny Brenda's or something yeah. like that. So, um, especially on Twitter, like we were saying earlier, it's, it's funny how I, I like tweet some dumb thing and then everybody that was at that show is sort of like grouped together in that. And I that, think they were calling themselves the oh the the finest hour the, the finest hour gang like Jeffy they've like is, they've like classified yeah, themselves we, as like right. the group of guys that go to shows yeah. now which I, is totally awesome and like I, that's I consider that support and I, hope to see them all at the next show so I still like the radio one hundred four point fries like that's still mine that one was mine <laughs> that was that was like I don't even know how that, that came about it was it, it was because I, I was like was as you? this group and you mentioned well, it you're yeah, like that's what I said I was like I feel should like have should a name have a, there should be a name yeah so I threw it out there on Twitter and and actually came up with the finest hour gang so that's you know given that the finest hour is yeah. is local bands yeah. on there so and i was on this podcast maybe earlier this year and um it's my roommate's podcast mm-hmm. but he was saying that he was yeah that's kind of <laughs> so i went downstairs yeah. one day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're the guest i couldn't find anybody else i was talking and he was recording i just yeah I was doing my laundry <laughs> Um, but it's actually a really great podcast. He has a lot of really great people come into okay. my house. Uh, and then he was just like, yeah, you want to be on it one night? Yeah, sure. And uh, he was kind of situated in like the hardcore metal scene. And, okay. and that's very much like a scene. Like they, there's like drama in those little clubs and I stuff like it. that. It's very tight knit. Yeah, yeah, it's very tight knit. But it's like, but it's like, <laughs> they're the type of guys that are like, uh, they go and have like beers together on like random Thursday night because like they all play hardcore music and they're just friends and like in that podcast I was saying like I'd never experienced that because it's kind of cutthroat in a way for yeah. for like Philly bands yeah. and and like a lot of people sometimes don't care um but like more so than ever I feel like we've sort of started a scene started like it, it's kind of turning around a little bit so like with the Friday's Hour Gang and and like the consistent gigs that we've been playing with Daddy Lap and um, R.A. Jr. It all seems like such a nice little community. And that will grow. We have those conversations and there's 10 of us, then it's 12, then it's 13, and it just keeps picking and growing. Maybe one day Janet will join Twitter. It's not going to happen. But hardcore hardcore is definitely different. I was just watching a documentary on City Gardens and they were saying that, you know, because hardcore shows are never in good places. They're never in good, you know, they never have good sound. Totally. You know, the, like, like the, the fans that are in the crowd beating each other up would kill someone for you, right? Just because yeah. of the music that you listen totally. to, and that's definitely yeah. that. But what impressed I've been to some shows, and, and that's the yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's the point he was making. Like, yeah. like, what scenes are you involved in? And I'm like, I don't really think we have a scene, but but we now, like, I'm tra- yeah, yeah, but like now, now it's sort of developing, and now there seems to be like consistent people what, showing up to shows. So. What, 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 <laughs> what impressed me more than, than you putting together that show was when, and I'm drawing a blank on his name, the guitarist from Daddy Lap. So Dan. Dan. Yeah. Have troubles with his pedal board. Yeah. You jumped right on stage with your pedal board. Yeah. And I don't think that would happen if there wasn't a scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it was definitely competitive, you're not given, you're not lending a symbol, totally. you're not lending, yeah. you know, were they using your drum kit, Jordan's drum kit? That was the house kit. It was the house kit. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, but it's... yeah, I mean, there was definitely a conversation of like, share this gear, use this, and and there usually always is, but it's not as always easy as it was like that night. Sometimes it's, and it's, it's not like, always going to be. Yeah, you totally. Know, but 
that was that impressed me more than anything else yeah. that night was how quickly you jumped up there and lent gear yeah. and and uh, you know that to me is is a scene yeah. because otherwise it would have been them fun you know fumbling up there for half an hour right. and then totally. yeah. yeah and then and that's the other thing is then you don't want to have you start losing your audience people yeah. start going oh my god what's going on right. like, you know yeah. so yeah that was and it was pretty seamless too like you know I didn't notice that anything was going on out of the ordinary and then. You know. Till I showed up. <laughs> Blew everyone's cover. <laughs> All right. So I want to do some fun stuff. Like now that we got through like the bulk of it okay. and we're starting to, we only have about 40 minutes left. So we're over halfway through. So what's the strangest thing that's happened to you so far at a gig? I'll, sh I'll share when you're done. I'll share the strangest thing that's happened to me at a concert. But I'm curious, like, is there anything that's been really odd that is Oh, I was thinking about this the other day. So, <laughs> and he's got a smile. Yeah, so it, it happened. I was thought about this last night when we were on stage. We played this show at Chaplin's Cafe in Spring City. Okay. And the show's theme for the night was Weird and Wired. And okay. I don't really know why they came up with that, whatever. <laughs> the crowd was, like, really into the show. There, It was an odd bunch of people. And we were playing one of our songs, uh, Tell Me Father. And there's this instrumental bridge where it's just, like, Everything kind of drops out from the band, and it's just like bass and drums. And I go up to the mic, and I said, everyone get weird! And then I found out that there's this thing called worm moshing. So, Ooh. have you ever heard of this? <laughs> no. It's weird. <laughs> um, they got weird for me. So everyone laid on the floor, and they just started like rolling around together on top of each other. They, and they, they talk... Do you watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I do. That's all it's like Nightcrawlers. Yeah, Nightcrawlers. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought it's of. It's like everyone in Chaplin's played Nightcrawlers together. Because, like, <laughs> apparently some venues won't let people actually, like, punch each other at shows because that's dangerous so people will worm mush where they roll around on the floor and play nightcrawlers <laughs> and they did it and it was like the funniest and strangest you thing you said that because those guys were at the show last night you, that's why oh, you thought that's that that's why yeah. <laughs> oh. I think I need to go just I, I need to see that I don't want to play I just want to watch it yeah, <laughs> I just want to watch I'm it not, happen I'm not rolling around on the ground in one of these mm -mm. That's the only time I think I've seen that too. So I it was sat, special. My, my, yeah, my my big risky move was sitting on the couch at the TLA. So I can't believe I was, you sat I on that tired, couch. Oh, man, I don't I was care. So tired. What is, what is wrong with you? I you better have showered. Like some I of those. Burned my clothes. We, we on our first podcast, we we used to go to this club called Revival that was off of like Second and Market, and it was a golf club. There was only one seat in the whole venue, and it was an old back seat of a car. And it was There's one unisex bathroom. Not and enough disinfectant <laughs> in this planet. I think you actually said that's where AIDS came yeah, from, that yeah. chair. So all, it's of, like... all of the germs and the diseases <laughs> just kind of coagulated yeah. in that. Oh. So my the weirdest thing that's happened to me at a show, and I just shared this, because you always complain that I tell you the same stories over and over and over. We have a thing where if I can repeat the story... If Fran has told me a story enough times that I can repeat it, it becomes my story. Okay. He doesn't get to tell it anymore. Yeah, it's mine. so it's hers. So this one was the first time you heard it, but I was at a Jimmy Buffett show in Camden, and I was on the lawn. Because I was saying, I'll never get lawn seats ever again. Oh, and she was no. like, why? And I'm like, because a drunk college kid pissed on my leg. Like, he just, and it wasn't like I was sitting. Like, he just whipped it. He was drunk and just whipped it out. That's and it wasn't so like much. a direct hit. It wasn't like, it was more like, 
I was spatter, I was getting peppered. <laughs> yeah, I was getting peppered, and I no. and I didn't know what else to do because oh, he was, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was, you know, because he's drunk. Like he he can't even stand. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I gonna do? Turn around and deck this guy? Oh. You know, he obviously has no Look, idea. I would have scraped that leg off, man. I'd have been like, I should have just left it there. Yeah, I should have just left it there. But that's it. That's. <laughs> I can't be saved. That's a good one. Can't be but that is why I will never get lawn seats ever again. Yeah. Uh, I would if if it's not worth happened, it. Yeah, no, I would completely support that if something like that had happened to me. There's no way. Ugh. So one of the questions that we always ask when we do an interview is, and, and the thing was after seeing you live, we know the answer before I even ask it was who spends the most time on their hair. It's got to be Dante. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because what was he the was comment you were talking about? A shampoo or something <laughs> like that? He was literally telling someone. He likes to talk about shampoo. <laughs> yeah. so, we went to a we went to Wildwood in the summer, and I came and picked him up at his house. He lives in Jersey, in like the Pine Barrens, man. And like, oh, that explains a lot. Yeah, but like <laughs> he he lives in a log cabin. He's he crafts, that's a whole different community. He crafts his own like, shampoo. I mean, he did his own. Well, state. you know what? Is he in Chatsworth? Is he in Chatsworth? No, okay. I think he like makes his own shampoo before he gets in the shower. Because that dude spent three hours in the shower, and I was just downstairs hanging with his family, and I was like, where you got to go soon? Like, are we going? It's a process. He's got really shiny hair. Yeah. Really it's also does. that he's, thing he's from... He's got really nice hair. Yeah. Like, he puts a lot of work he's into got, it. He's got hair that pisses women off. Yeah. Like, which you know which I, mean? I have to be honest, that is not a Pine Barren... Like look, <laughs> look yeah. that's not, no, yeah. Like typically, it's much. like a trucker hat. Well, or, her, yeah. our uh, he's been living in Philly for a while. Yeah, so okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. So his, he's got access to better products yeah. now. <laughs> his buddy, uh, his buddy, who's our friend uh, Connor, he's like this big burly dude that like he's like the Pine Baron dude. <laughs> <laughs> so for for someone, unlike Janet, who's not on Twitter. Or is just starting to follow her on Twitter. Explain the hashtag Dante. I don't right. really know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so okay, for a while. I mean, because you were getting hashtag Dante yells while you guys were on stage. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if you know that. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we uh, so we tried like again. Twitter is like the perfect place to just be stupid. Yeah, and like. I was just being stupid on Twitter, and for maybe like a month or two, Dante was on tour selling merch with uh, pigeons playing ping pong. Okay. So we just were without him for a while, and we were all kind of getting itchy, like, we need to play a show soon. Um, and uh, we were just, like, doing, we miss Dante, hashtag Dante. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, it became, like... Day 61 without Dante. <laughs> Hashtag Dante. But the best part was, like, we were like, where's Dante? We're missing Dante. Hashtag, where's Dante? But at the same time, as he was on tour with Pigeons, um, they forgot him at a venue. <laughs> And so, like, they were, like, starting this hashtag, where's Dante? So they couldn't find Dante. We couldn't find Dante. None of us could find Dante. Dante couldn't find Dante. Oh, that's crazy. awesome. And the whole time he was just sitting next to Waldo. <laughs> when, when Daddy Lap was on stage, I know Anthony Lemna was yelling, where's Dante? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's yelling. Well, because Jesse even likes yeah. Dante. So, so I think so Michael's mom texted 
the Radio 104.5 number saying, play more Andorra. <laughs> and it must have been Jesse because she was like, ah, hashtag Dante. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, speaking of, of being silly on Twitter, you guys may have thought I was joking around, but I'm booking you guys for live band karaoke in my backyard at yeah, my tiki bar. That. So that's that's a thing. Totally. That's, that all right. And the great enough said they would do it too. Okay. So you guys can put together a band between the two of you. It's not okay. that big of a – I showed you a picture of the bar. I did see it, yeah. But I've already started promoting it, so – well, you know, you tied into the podcast. Maybe there you like go. Promoted on the podcast. <laughs> there you so, go. So. I'll have plenty of beer. Yeah, that's that's totally what's important. Cool but that. we can make it a whole thing. Yeah. Typically, it was an annual party where you do karaoke and people come out and do yeah. it. But this could be a bigger thing. Totally, Definitely. totally, we're down. I don't know if you're invited, Janet. I'm not going to that. <laughs> I'm only going to announce it on Twitter. So if you don't say <laughs> it, then you. All right. So let's. All right. I think we're at the point that if we're going to do this game, we should do it. So. We talked about the list of female artists. So, so you have to understand that that Fran as a human being has truly perfected the art of bad decision making. Especially when it comes to relationships. Yeah, if there's like, no is... offense if, if any of my exes are, are listening. I mean typically, generally speaking, there's the right decision and then there's the Fran decision. So, you know, when 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 you said this to me and said, you know, what what your response was and that you weren't picky or, or it didn't matter who I'm not very picky. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I said, okay, well, um, we'll see about that. And I can hear my dog mumbling in the background. That distracted me for, for he, a ha, he has a list too. <laughs> yes, he has, he has a list. He has some Don't forget for her. <laughs> but, you know, before... I have a feeling that the list that came from your place of employment is, and it's kind of thick. It is kind of thick. <laughs> it is kind of thick. You know, that here's, here, I've been prepping. Okay. So what I've done was in my head have come up with the worst possible scenario and then justified it. Then everything else is a piece of cake. Okay. I'm sleeping with anyone. So it doesn't matter. first? Yeah, well, yeah. So we can do one at a time or we can try to guess what the other one's are going to do however you want to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, I can show you lists and you can decide whether it's a good decision or it's a friend decision. <laughs> um, I like, I like, or I like you can read it out. We'll see what all three of us say. We okay. Could, we could do it a couple different ways. All right. You want to do I'm, that? I'm going to start with my list. All right, all right. Let me. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, let me let me prepare. All right. All do, right. Do you do you need a pillow to hug or something? Uh, I, you know what? Here you go. All right. All, all right. I'm good. All right. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. All right. Number one, Sophia Grace. I don't even know who that is. Um, she started out on Ellen. She was one of the, I don't know, she sang some... You're going to have some... to bring up a picture. Okay. I'm well, not I, I'm going to tell you, she's a recording artist. All right. She's 15. You can't do that. She's, I can. You no, said you you're can't. not picky. I can. You can't make you me go to jail. Wow. You said it didn't oh, matter. She's younger than your daughter. You're picky. I think you got to go now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you, do you know what okay. I'm like? Okay. That's when they want to guess what I'm going to say. They don't want to... Oh, uh, you can't give me someone that's fifteen. But you that's said and you said a female recording artist. Okay, I'll I'll I'll. All that's right. the and only that's the only one that's under age under uh, on my list. Am I drunk? It doesn't matter, really. Okay, how about 
Yeah, I think that that one's not fair. Okay. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Yeah, I get, that's a great story. I could say, like I was Lindsay just saying Lohan? earlier, like You're my story was. You're going to that kind of crazy you in know your what? life? Here's a, You're going to invite that level? Please. That's a different level of crazy. That's a different level. That's, that's a, a level of I crazy stalker, with money behind it, though. I have a stalker that's been stalking me for over 20 years, and she carved my name in her arm. We had a stalker for a while. Did you? That's nice. Fun for you. Yeah. It's Actually, fun while they're still hot. Once you know, once they get older, <laughs> well, it's not as much fun. At anymore. the first, uh, after the first birthday show, we we met her and you know, we met a couple people that day. We took pictures okay. with a bunch of people and we like walked through you know the, the the floor and everything and we met this girl and we just said hi, took a picture yeah. of her and and then she started messaging us on her on her uh, and or oh. Facebook page and was like. Hey guys, like I love all of you. <laughs> it's like, who am I talking to right now? <laughs> and then, uh, and then she started catfishing us. Then she started sending us like pictures of like other girls, and I was just like, wow, I'm not interested in any of this. Just, yeah, I'd love you as a fan. Come to shows, but like, don't talk to me. <laughs> so, so Lindsay Lohan. So while we were having pizza before the podcast and my story just casually like, yeah i'm friends with patrick carney on facebook my story would be like yeah i banged Lindsay lohan that's Ta- a great story taylor like, swift would... yeah i'm banging her <laughs> yeah that's that's a no-brainer you're not even giving me hard ones okay i have a feeling my work did way worse well, than you I, it's possible i'm not done yet celine dion you know it would be kind of cool if i banged her and she wrote like a story about like a song about oh, well that's what i like, feel would happen singing, with like, taylor swift Oh, there would be a Taylor Swift Fran song, without a doubt. But I would like to hear the Celine Dion now, Fran now, song. Now, here's one that I think would be funny because it's my sense of humor. But Gwen Stefani. Yeah. Then you would have banged someone who banged Blake Shelton. I don't really That's care. kind of horrifying to what me. Kind of what was her husband's name from Bush? Oh, uh, uh, Gavin Rossdale. Gavin yeah. Too. So I'm getting You're Gavin Rossdale yeah. sloppy okay. seconds. I've had worse. Okay. <laughs> Wait, he's like the leader. These are easy. Lori Anderson. Yeah, I'm banging her. She's 70. Oh, am I banging her now or like Superman? Well, you like can't. You don't have a time machine, so. Oh, yeah, I'm still banging her. Cher. I never have to tell anyone. Cher. I bet you Cher still looks. She's plastic at this point. Yoko Ono. Be like master. Oh. Uh, do i have to sleep with her or can i just do hand stuff no oh my god (laughs) you said you needed to sleep with a a female recording artist yoko ono is knocking on your door if she was good enough for john lennon she's good enough for me she's 84 we'll probably be quick (laughs) you think (laughs) it better be doris day is she even alive? She's 95. And she's a female recording artist. But I can say, I don't... Did you have listen, to bang Doris Day? 95. Did you mm-hmm. see Yes Man? Listen. Oh, a long time ago. Listen. Yeah. The I, scene with the, with the lady with the false teeth. What? Uh, you know, uh, it's what, been a while. Yeah. <laughs> you know when, I, when I tell people that I bang Doris Day, it's, I don't have to tell them when. <laughs> it could just be. Regardless. It could have been 25 years ago when she was in her 70s. Was still, still spry. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. Let's see. My last one was Janis Joplin, and she's I dead, so. Uh, you, yeah, t- not t- doing. <laughs> I have a feeling my work from like. Zero to 100. Yeah. 15-year-old to 
<laughs> yeah, the fifteen-year-old, you can't do. You can't ask me to break the law. I can ask you anything I want. Okay. And by the way, my worst-case scenario so far has not been has not been said. Okay. Okay. Is it worse? So should I? I should, yeah. I, yeah, it is. But he's he does love it. So. So oh 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 my god! They included photos that you can they share. Did. This is fantastic. Okay, so it says, here are some, in quotation marks, girls for Fran. We had so much fun putting these together. We feel Fran has to answer based on our photos and written stipulations. So there are stipulations. Well, that's because I started justifying it. They're like, whoa, 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 you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> so how, how would you like to do this? Would you guys like to See, present there's... some of these? There's yes. re- like okay. the Lizzie, Lindsay Lohan, like yeah, she's crazy, but oh. crazy typically figures. I just saw my worst case scenario. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw the. Oh, oh, oh no. Yeah, I, I. <sighs> well, we said this one. This is Yoko Ono. So, All right, okay. so that one's already been... Yeah, I'm still and doing... And she will sing the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the stipulation. Yes or no? She's going to sing. Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing it. Even though she's singing. Yoko yeah. Ono is serenading you sweetly. It's probably no different than sex sounds anyway. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> There's a pretty bad picture of Amy Winehouse oh. right there. Oh, that version of Amy Winehouse? Oh, yeah. I'd break her. Okay, okay, let's do the ones with this. Yeah, this is going downhill really fast. Some of them don't have stipulations. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. I'm sorry, guys. So I didn't know yes. it was going to get this bad. That was a yes on Yoko. She will sing yeah. the entire yeah. time. Okay. So here's Patty. Patty Smith? Yeah. Yeah, man. She would, she would... Oh. She is offering <laughs> <laughs> She's totally like doing like spoken word poetry about me afterwards. I I'll do it. So so you're okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Toothless pet. Yeah. Okay. I don't uh, think that's my worst case this scenario is, this right is your there. Worst case scenario, and it's Susan Boyle. Oh my god! Did she really? Is she really a recording artist? Like absolutely. She's a reality star. No, she's got albums yep. out. She's amazing. Yeah, she's All right. Here's voice. the thing. Like she's not writing like. I no. You said female recording no, artist. No, I'm just trying to work it out in my head. You can't. Like, yeah, you gotta give me a process. Like, like she's not writing a song. Oh Susan my god. Boy, oh boy. Like she's there not writing is. a song about me. Oh my god. You know what? I've eaten four pizza. I can, I can eat that. <laughs> what the hell? Okay, what else what else we got? That's not a woman. That's not technically that's not a woman. No, yeah, that's true. That's, that's not boy a female. George. Yeah. He's it's still a male. another she's young. She has a rap. <laughs> Listen to her rap moving up. No, she's underage. You can't do that. You can't make me a pedophile. Oh, oh. Babs. Barbara Streisand. That may be worse than Susan Boyle to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Barbara. I'm saying yes. I told you I'm not picky. That's a great story. I could say I slept with Barbara Streisand. 
can can you just look at this? I don't know if she's wearing a bra or not. Well, if she is, that's really bad. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is... Uh, Would you have sent the same tweet that Fran sent based on nah. this list? No. Okay. What else we got? The Amy Winehouse. That's sad. <laughs> Dee Schneider is a, is a <laughs> guy. Dee Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Oh, this man. one's really sad, actually. It is this sad. This one is tough. It is sad. I'm going to say no to Amy Winehouse. No. I'm going to say no. That's and sad. And yes to Barbara. Yeah, but this is sad. Yes I mean, to Barbara. She, she basically killed herself. She's all strung Yoko. out. And Singing. Yeah. yeah. Those I'm, are yeses. I'm saying no to Amy Winehouse broke me. Now, how, how did you feel about Susan? I don't well, remember what the answer just, for Susan I would was. do it. You're going to do Okay. I could do it. Okay. At least she's cleaned up. It. That's one where it was like Susan Boyle before they like gave her two eyebrows and. All right. Amy okay. Winehouse now is my now. Okay. She's my now. That's just sad. So you are picky. Fine, I'm picky. <laughs> That's all I wanted. Uh, to say. <laughs> all right, sorry guys, that got out of control. But, um, strongest. We we talked earlier about strongest link weakest link um mm -hmm. and a lot of the influences that you said were, were definitely strong uh strongest link like you're not going to kick dave Grohl out of the food fighters you're not going to kick guys of rock out um i'm trying to think throw a band at them throw a band at them uh i don't even think you can do bands it with the killers. yes or no yeah <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's a band. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of. I mean, Imagine Dragons aren't a band. Uh, not, come on. Nah. Boo. Do you, do you watch no, the Tactical Jokers? No. I mean, that's not a show either. It's a great <laughs> show. Oh, my God. Well, they had one where the punishment was for two of them, they had to open up for Imagine, Imagine Dragons. Dragons and Imagine Dragons the, the you know the, the band people were telling them like they were on the you know on the mics telling them what to say and the first thing they had to say was we're really excited to be here opening up for Imagination Dragons. It was really it was really But Imagine Dragons like having seen them live, they're good mus musicians. Yeah. They obviously can write a radio you know, a playable hit on the radio. Yeah. Uh, they have a pretty big fan base. Yeah. I mean, unlike you, I yeah. am very picky. <laughs> no, and that's fine. So. Well, here's the thing. Music, to me, I'm picky too, depending on who it is. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, every band has a fan base. Yeah. You know, so it's, that's cool. You, it, what Absolutely. fun is it if you can't like different stuff or yeah. if everyone liked the same thing? Like, I'm not a fan of Walk the Moon. I don't get them. I'm, I'm sorry. Or yeah. I know a lot of people, Bleachers, I don't, I don't see right. it. I, like I just don't. It, you like bleachers. I don't. Right. I don't get it. So it's. Um, but I like fun. Like, I don't like fun. Yeah, I don't, you don't like, like fun, fun either. I hate having fun. <laughs> All right, come up with the band. So. First one out. <clears throat> see, I don't right. even think you the could clash. do. The Clash. Um, strongest member of the band. Yeah, mm -hmm. strongest and weakest. Like, who can you not? live without and who can you well, live with I mean they're really bad live <laughs> the clash yeah they're not yeah, good they're notorious they write, write, they write great records but 
Yeah. Notoriously, they weren't. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're. I mean, I need I need a band that I can see live and be like, ah, oh, yes, like this is. They sound great right now, and I don't think any of those members do it for me. Like for me, like if I were going by Clash, even by recording, I'd have to say Mick Jones is just, like Joe Strummer. Yeah, like I get it, but Mick Jones was able to have a very sustainable career. I was gonna say, he didn't even he didn't even stay in the Clash. Yeah, so. and and Joe Strummer couldn't keep it going without him, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't know who I'd say was the weakest link. Topper Heaton, maybe. All right, throw someone else out. All right, why is it my position to throw people because out? Because you're on the internet. I'm not on the internet. You're on your phone. I'm on my phone. I'm just right, looking for my... Uh... I'm trying to think of current bands right now that are big. Queens of the... Well, even Queens of the Stone Age. It's Josh Homme, so it's... He's the, weak, he's he's the, the strongest, strongest link. He has to be. Well, who's your weakest link, then? I don't think it matters for me once you get past him. He can be with anyone. And it's... How about My Chemical Romance? You a fan? I'm a fan, so... It's... To what extent? So the, what do you have to say? You know, Gerard Way is the strongest link. The The weakest link could be any drummer, because they went through two, and at the end they didn't even have a drummer. Yeah. So, Although I thought Matt Pelissar, even though he was too into his drum fills, because the whole uh, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge is, is one huge drum fill. <laughs> but anyone else? Who do you like right now, other than Foo Fighters and, and Modest Mouse? Like, who are you digging right now? Uh, I like the new Spoon album. Ooh. Been listening to that But a see, lot I think that's another one where it's like a really strong... See, I like uh, Gimme Fiction. And that's another... Like, that one was so good for me past yeah. that. Like, I like... What was the one after that? Is, it, is that like Goo 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 or yeah, something like that? Like, I like that one too, but then... I don't think we have one. I tried to prepare for this, but I couldn't. So one thing I do want to talk about. How about Bashboard Confessional? That's one. It's Chris Caraba. It's one guy. Well, then who's the who's the weakest link? The the rest of the band. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. So I don't really care so much who the strongest link is, you know. I'm well, so many bands like even the Struts. Like I'd have to say Luke Spiller is the strongest link, and then. What do you think about the Griswolds? Who's left? Seriously, because Lucky's touring with Walk the Moon. Someone else just left the band. Um, it was Tim left the band, but um, I mean, I don't think Lucky left. I think he's just no, but still, with... I don't know. Before I forget, because I want to touch on this, you talked about your podcast. That yeah. You have a podcast, and it's com- what's the name of the podcast? It's called Cheers to Comics and More. All right, so you do comics and movies. Comics, comic book movies. Uh, comic book TV shows, anything. So it's all comic based. Plenty of material for that these days. And we talked, you were saying, we talked at the show, your favorite comic book is Batman? Huge Batman guy. Huge Batman. Which I like Batman, which was more later for me, but Daredevil for me. Just completely. I was wearing a Daredevil shirt at that show once. Daredevil's really Mm -hmm. dark, and that's what I think. And there's a big struggle. I know you don't watch, but there's a big struggle because he's Catholic. And he doesn't want to actually kill anyone, but he wants to, he wants to, to do good, but by doing good, he's doing bad. And Mm -hmm. it's a huge internal struggle for him. So it's, and I I think the best part about Daredevil as a character and just that whole universe of um, the Marvel Netflix series is all of those characters are totally like believable characters. Like nobody 
I, I mean, like, it's like... They're multifaceted. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but... It's not just, like, one... Okay, we're gonna make this guy super one-sided, and it's just gonna be this. Right, there's, yeah, there's definitely. More to it. Yeah. And, like, like, even just, like... Like, when you get to the core of Batman, it's like... Yeah, Batman's kind of corny. He's a... Batman, like yeah. bad, <laughs> like like. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm a bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but like, but like, you think of Daredevil, and then you think of the the struggle of, of like the light and the dark, and and he's a a Catholic man. He's also a lawyer, and then by night he's a crime fighter who's a devil. Yeah. Like it's like Which this. It's being huge, a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, like, it's this huge, huge like contrast. contrast. Um, and like that's like my favorite thing about yeah like the Frank Miller like comic Frank, series and, and everything. yeah and that's so. like the first one I ever read was during the Frank Miller totally. years yeah. so it's uh, you know and he he really revolutionized Daredevil because yeah. he took Daredevil back when when it was failing right and within two years escalated yeah. it and even the whole Netflix series is based on those those two Frank Miller totally. years but I think what Marvel did was by basing it in reality like saying you're in Hell's Kitchen, New York, yeah. you're in New York City, made them a little more believable too. Yeah. Instead of just like a made-up Gotham City Definitely. that's all yeah. crime, you know. Yeah. But like the Devil of Hell's Kitchen, like that—that that just it makes sense. Like that's what a newspaper publication would call a vigilante yeah. in sure. in Hell's Kitchen. Same with mm-hmm. the Punisher. Like he is literally punishing people, so we're calling him the Punisher. The Punisher. Like it doesn't not make sense. Like everything. Is, is up to par with, like, who they are and, and their identity and, and how they're facing the world and whatnot, so. Can I so come on your podcast? Be, I was going to say, is <laughs> there I want to be on the podcast. Not Janet. But no. just, <laughs> I'm not what's, good enough. Well, what's, all right, throw out your favorite, because Janet and I always argue about uh-huh. movies. Throw out your favorite movies, because I want to see if you have good taste like me or bad taste like me. I'm not really a movie guy, actually. Okay, no. All right. Well, like, we know you're a Game of Thrones, so you do like Yeah, that. I'm like the TV show guy. Right. I, what's your favorite movie? I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. Ooh, so. do you do you, you like Star Wars? I accept Star Wars. Do you dabble in the wars? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was saying I can actually well, say that I've seen every Star Wars movie in the theater when it was released. You did not see Rogue, Damn, you're old. Rogue One. I know. It's a Star I am. Wars. I'm old enough to be your dad. Yeah, I am. I, I honestly am. Yeah, well, I can see funny. Rogue One. So no, it's just a Star Wars. That. No, okay. no. Doctor, you're, you're Doctor Dave. You're uh, you, have you met Dave? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so like Doctor Sardonic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we call him Doctor Dave. Uh, he uh, he's like he's awesome. He's always at our shows. He's always like front row. He's the man. And uh, so the bouncer at that show mm-hmm. is this guy named Joel, and we okay. run into him everywhere. And he does security at like every venue that we've ever played at. So we've just kind of come to know him. We're like, yeah. oh, what's up, Joel? How's it going? Um, and uh, Dave has been to every show. Okay. So Joel thought Dave was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's not my dad. Oh, that's the worst. Dave's my doctor. It was standing next to Angela and Rob. He was shorter with like a, a winter hat with like a ball on top. Okay. He was, yeah, he's right yeah. up front. Yeah, he was right up front. Yeah. So, That's so and even funny. like that was the first time I had actually met him. Yeah. But Angela went up and introduced herself because she's like, I see this guy everywhere yeah. and I don't know who he is. Mm. And then once I heard his name, I'm like, Oh, I've seen him on Twitter. I know yeah. who he is. He's part of the finest hour. Yeah, yeah he is part <laughs> of the finest hour gang. All right, so That's awesome. we're almost out of time, so I actually have to wrap this up. Um, 
can you give me plugs? Give me what concerts do you have coming up? Uh, social media where people can contact you or, or throw that stuff out. Um, so check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, SoundCloud, Bandcamp. We're everywhere. Um, AndoraMusic.bandcamp.com. Yeah, awesome. That's the Bandcamp. Um, Follow us on Instagram yeah. and Twitter for all the laughs. We yeah. said Andorra Music. For all Andorra laughs. Music. Yeah. Andorra Music. <laughs> hashtag Dante. Hashtag Dante. Hashtag Dante. Yeah. Be a part of it. <laughs> Where we try to be funny, and some people do, some people get it, and if you do get it, then you're part of the you finest win. hour. Again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, win. you win. How about booking contact? If someone um, wanted to book you. AndorraMusic at gmail.com. All right. Yeah. Awesome. So for us, for more content, visit us on the web at www.mymusicmyconcertsmylife. We're on Twitter at Music Concerts Me, Facebook at Music Concerts Me, and Instagram at My Music My Concert My Life. If there's any topics you'd like to hear us cover, if you have any questions, send them to us. Uh, email is info at mymusicmyconcertsmylife.com. You can tweet or message us. I have a Twitter account under Fran Chismar and Facebook account. Actually, we hooked up on Facebook that way too. Yeah. So. Um, I want to thank you so much. Thank you for coming on, man. This yeah, has been great. Awesome. Yeah, no problem. Sorry, we, sorry, we went downhill there at the end. That's that's <laughs> that's all good. I, that, that's that's my mo. It's always I take. We it ran out of steam a little bit. Like I'm up, you know, we're you having know a good time. Is. We're it's up like on she the said, building. The right way in the friend. Yeah. So we went the and then it's way. like next thing you know, it's like, oh no, this isn't a parachute. It's I a backpack. Ah. But also, I think that's when like the pizza coma starts. to it set Starts in. to set in. I did have a beer, so it's yeah. you yeah, get a you're little. You're leaning loopy. a lot more than <laughs> I you am. I am. Brand's tipping over. So. What happens to so thank you so much. We, totally. we appreciate thank it. This was awesome. Uh, this was fantastic. Yeah, I, I still feel excited like a little kid. So it was an awesome show. So uh, thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. And we will see you when the needle drops. <laughs>